Welcome to West of the Midwest, a podcast where this brother and sister share our experiences in life and how we grow along the way. Join us as we dive into the mind-blowing differences between the Pacific Northwest and Midwest cultures, people, health, politics, and more. No topic is off limits here. So sit back and relax as we hit the road. Vroom, vroom. I was just going to drive. Like copying cars, like driving. Copying cars. Like so we're good. It'll be interesting because then she'll be distracted by driving too, and then. <laughs> good. Okay, yeah. so are we good? We started. Uh, I think so. Started our podcast today with a on a rest right next to my vehicle. Good old Fond du Lac. Fond du Lac. Is it, is it Fond du Lac? Fond du Lac. I heard they run it together a lot of times when I hear it. Fond du Lac. We have our aunt Melissa with us today. Good morning. Good afternoon. What is it? Good day. It's morning for us. It's happy week. Happy week. Happy week. We, um, she's here in Wisconsin with me for my birthday. And what's exciting is she lives in Texas, but she used to live in Seattle. So we have a lot of things in common about moving out of state. How long have you been in Texas? 11 years. 11 blissful years. Well, you know, I mean, it's 103 degrees there today, so not always. <laughs> not always bliss, but I'll still take it. Box from hell. <laughs> <laughs> and and what is the humidity? Oh, it's high. I mean, the feels like today will probably be like 118. So it's gross. Somewhere in there. It's it's gross. It unlike winter in other places where you stay inside or like Seattle where it's gloomy. Mm-hmm. Eight months out of the year and you stay inside in texas we just stay inside for like three months in the summer it's reverse do you feel like you're a native now to texas yeah so what's the saying it's um i wasn't born a texan but i got here as quick as i could oh yeah you got <laughs> real southern when you did that yeah, yeah, I yeah. Could. <laughs> yes i i think so i think i'm a good little southerner now more more southern than Pacific Northwest. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I think it just feels more like home. I mean, Seattle had lots of great things. I have lots of great memories, but I prefer being in Texas so much that I moved my parents down there and stole them from everybody else. So, yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I How retired. long after you moved did they move? They've been, November will be seven years. Wow. And your sister's there now, Rebecca. Rebecca, youngest, youngest sibling is there now. She actually lives um, just a couple miles from mom and dad, and they love it. So, and you've been to Wisconsin like I don't know eight or nine times now. Twenty-five, twenty-six times. <laughs> I still have yet to go to Texas, but she has been here a lot, taking care of me for surgeries, helping me move into our house that was not move in ready like it was supposed to be she yeah, saw your house before yeah before you your family did the tile floor i did hands and knees for tile floors that's love it is love <laughs> you'll be blessed and repaid for that tenfold what does the bible say a hundredfold hundredfold it's <laughs> all right you take great care of me when i'm here too it's fun we have a good time it is fun so we've got texas washington wisconsin yep and and we happen to be family, so that's really exciting. But what what is your favorite thing in Texas that you know you would never get besides the weather? 
in Washington? Is it the food, the people? Yeah, there actually is really, I mean, Seattle does have great food. We know that there's, yeah. there are some really great restaurants there. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes. And a little diversity in the food. Houston, if you go down, I live about 40 minutes north of Houston. So we still have a lot of great restaurants and there's really great food. But if you get into town, we have great diversity in food too. So I would say similar to Seattle. I don't think, I don't think we're really missing any of that if I drive into town for it. Um, barbecue is so good. That's yeah. not really a thing in Seattle, barbecue. I mean, we have amazing barbecues, like whole religion in Texas. So, uh, yeah, and brisket is really big. Deal. You know, different states have different yeah. ribs, or you know, pork is bigger, whatever. Really, beef for us is really big. Yeah. Yeah. And no mountains, right? No, no real mountains. Yeah. No, it's really pretty flat. You have some hilly areas, but um, that's always one of the. I love when people say they go for a hike. Like you went for a walk in the woods. That's that's what there's, we just talked about. There's no elevation change. It is not a hike. That is my opinion. They call it a hike here too, and yeah. I laugh. Yeah, like okay. you went okay. for a walk. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's a rule. If there's not a great elevation change, you just went for a walk. Nope. So yeah, it's very flat, but big, beautiful, expansive blue skies, and I mean, just there times when you're driving you feel like you can see the curve of the earth because just so much mm-hmm. open sky I love love it uh, i still have yet to be there but i i am excited it's the, on your list the curve of your eyeball it's like maybe not the as hor- yes, so they did studies crazy. and they like the curve of your eyeball is where the end of your horizon is mm-hmm. so like our perception of it is even different Oh, then the person next to you. Yeah. Also. So, like, their horizon oh, yeah. is a different horizon that they're experiencing. Oh, that's but interesting. I love, like, driving through, getting to the Midwest, and having these huge open expanses, like you're saying. It's like, literally, you mm-hmm. can't see as far as it goes. Right. Yeah. Different yeah, than Seattle. You're it's... like, there's a building. There's a the mountain. There's a <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you want to know the best part. So, my my husband is from Mississippi. And so we joke that we both had to move to Texas to meet each other. But um, I would not very directionally challenged. I usually know where I'm headed. I could sense that. But when I moved to Texas, it's really hard because it's so flat. And this, if it's noon, you have no clue. Yeah. He laughed at me once. He said, how do you not just pay attention to where the sun is and the sky is your direction to know what direction you're headed? said because i saw the sun like five days a year we, we life. based off of the water the mountains yeah, and seattle yeah everything around you the mountains the hills you know you knew what valley you were in where you were you knew exactly where you were because who's going to use the sun in seattle as direction you would never, you would never <laughs> move you would only go anywhere five days out of here <laughs> i guess it's a, you don't think about that when you are in a place that always has the sun because yeah we did we went based off of where the mountains were in relation to us. Yeah. I mean, he did, say, he did say, okay, valid point. I'll give you, I'll give you a point on that one. <laughs> so he, does his family live in Texas also or everybody's still Mississippi? They're in Mississippi. I mean, his kids are, you know, adults. So got one in Mississippi now and one in Florida. So. And have you been there? Uh-huh. Yeah. Are those two Souths very different? Um, Texas to Mississippi? Some, yes. I I just think it's smaller. I mean, he, and he grew up very small town, so, um, which has its pros and cons, but 
It's a great little town. How did you meet? Was it in Texas? It was. So uh, he likes to tell people I just walked through his front door. (laughs) And which... Always raises some eyebrows, but I worked for the realtor that listed his home. And so, uh, you know, after we sold his house, he he asked me out. That was it. Okay. So basically a Hallmark movie. Lifetime, maybe. Yeah. You know, Hallmark sounds a little. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lifetime. Lifetime, maybe. Yeah. A little more, a little extra zing in there. But yes, that's how we went. I think I knew that story. No? Oh, Maybe yeah. you told me that my brain was oh, broke. What usually brings you to Wisconsin? Oh, something for Ashley. Ashley? <laughs> <laughs> She's never been here before me, right? No. Okay. No, it's beautiful, though. I love it here. I did. Not that I will never come back in winter, but I did tell you. <laughs> did you come once? <laughs> I've been twice, twice in the winter. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know that I'm going to keep doing the winter thing here. I think I'm going to stick with summer. Plus, it gives me a break from my heat. Heat, because this weather is fantastic. Comparative, yeah. Yes. Well, we have great it weather the rest of the pretty muggy lately, but it's typically, yeah, I can imagine, better than well, Texas. Well, <laughs> I do appreciate that it's not dry here, though, So because that's that's a whole different when you're That's used to that. living in humidity and you yeah. go to dry, it's like all the moisture gets completely sucked out of your skin. You just kind of feel like you shriveled up in one of those little, like, raisins. Raisins. Really? That's, that's how it... one of those, like, shrunken head dolls or oh. something is what you end up with. That's creepy. So if you live in a place that has high humidity and you travel to a dry place, it, like, drastically affects your, yeah. your hydration it's skin. Like- Okay. It's like drinking a bottle and a half of bourbon. It dries your skin out. Oh my. Not speaking from my own experience. Oh, whose experience are we speaking? <laughs> Best part was you said you overhydrated and had too much water, and then the water is named. Yeah. Well, it's water named For context, okay, Wednesday night she flew in. I already was not feeling great. I had a headache. And so we didn't go to the market. And then we sat outside on the back patio, you know, to just hang out, spend some time with the kids because my nephews are here, our nephews are here, Isaiah and Christopher. And we had just made a couple drinks and the boys made homemade taquitos. They roasted the chicken, did everything themselves. And then Josh helped them make tomatillo sauce, uh, chili verde. And um, it was just one of those perfect nights. So we just kept pouring the drinks, not realizing. Well, the weather was... Like, it was amazing. Yeah. A light breeze. It wasn't hot. It wasn't cold. Just hanging out. perfect. Enjoying each other's company, chatting. And, and then in the morning time, no, not, not appreciated. I didn't recover, but that is one thing I noticed is, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, my skin is so dry. It just dehydrated me. So that became the joke in the morning time when the boys came down and they were being loud and had to go. And I was like, listen, I drank too much water last night. As you know, I'm overhydrated. And my body just can't handle this much liquid. <laughs> and the boys are like, yeah, so water's now bourbon. <laughs> and Titus is like, you did it to yourself, mom. You did. <laughs> consequences. He's like, I, you suffer the consequences. It's not my job to have sympathy. Because <laughs> it's trying to get them to be quiet. They were like, no, we're living our life. You did this to yourself. Reality. <laughs> It's like, oh, Lord. 
And he just like does this little hand motion. He's like, all of this, that's your fault. Yeah. That's your turn. Yeah. Sure. So now I think the code is overhydrating, which I typically don't overhydrate with bourbon. I I just just happened and we're set now though. We know there will be no overhydration the rest of this weekend. It's my birthday weekend, so we have friends and family coming. Get it all out of your system. Yeah. Just out and off. Yeah. So I'll be well by Sunday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. So excited for you. You're 29 again. No. We claim all the years. Don't I you do. Claim? Yeah, I claim every year. I, I say it. I'm not one of those women who's like, oh, I'm 25 forever or 29 forever. Because I think that embracing every year that you've grown, even if you didn't love everything that happened that year. There's so many things that you had the opportunity to learn. And if you can take the time to try and process that so, you, so that your next year is even better, I think that's amazing. So I think I'm 37. Yeah, you're, I think you're 37. Too. You're 37. No, you are. I think I looked because I was like, years now, no, 16 years postmenopausal. My brain doesn't work the same. Yeah, we don't. We do have to actually look at those things. So you have to do the math. I'm 48, so it's like, okay, I think 37 based on that, but I did double check it. Yeah. So, yes. Or I go based off of what Josh just Okay, that's the other thing that might throw them, because you said I'm your aunt, which I am. Yes. And, but I'm only 11 years older than you. So. Your sister's younger than me. Yes. So the youngest, um, so there are six kids in my, you know, my siblings, five, five, five siblings, and... There's 22 years, I think, between the oldest and youngest. And we just had that interesting family structure. We're a blended family, too, so that's part of it. But um, both of my older sisters were pregnant with their first children when my mom was pregnant with my younger brother. And then she also then had my sister, the last one. And so mom was pregnant with Brian? When, when your mom was pregnant with Ben, and then Ben was born, like y'all are three, four, three or four months in this. Yeah, yeah. he's August. You're September, November. November. Ooh, I'll be forty this year. The big four zero. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Is that so, over the hill? No, I think. 50, well, I think it used to be over the hill parties were forty, but I think that that just is not it's not great for mentality to do over the hill parties i want to have the downhill trajectory like i've been going uphill this whole time <laughs> if you want it smooth sailing you just want to like fly it's downhill <laughs> downhill get some momentum it's like go. you want to get on the downhill slope and be like wee this is yeah. a party yeah do you remember you. when mom threw over the hill parties for people i'm yeah. coming to one she's in her garden beds fake graves i was just gonna say she did the Whole thing with headstones. Yeah, I think it was I think it was Jeff's birthday that I came to that had the yeah she thirty to thirty right. <laughs> it was for thirty. That was the best part. It wasn't forty. Yeah, she did do a coffin cake. Oh, yeah, it was because well, it was a whole bunch of them at once too. It was like all of them were celebrating. It might have been yes because everybody's names were on different headstones. Yeah, I mean it's a little bit. That sounds about fitting. Yeah, from mom. We we won't get into the details. A little wicked um, sense of humor. But when we were out on the patio, one of my friends had come over and 
Melissa and I were just talking about childhood stuff, as you and I do often on the podcast, and just different perspectives on the same situation, mm-hmm. like like with Gigi, and how she saw things versus how we experienced them. And Brittany's always said to, to me, like, you can communicate your traumas so disconnected from what I'm hearing. And I said, well, when you've worked through your trauma or your situations, you can say it without there being high level of emotion. Well, as far as I know, I'm the only person she knows that talks that way. So then when she's hearing Melissa do the same thing, she was like, there's more than one of you. <laughs> like you guys, first of all, you talk about these terrible things like it's a casual conversation. Yeah, and she did, and it was a little bit. Y'all have like a morbid, uh, morbid sense of security and laughing at the things that other people But she's so pretty, so sweet. Every time about it, like she'll ask, like, "Oh, are you okay? With like, you're good." I've just never heard this, and then now she's, I think, used to just like hearing it and laughing it at it with me versus like really doe-eyed what the heck just did well, i just hear probably wondering if it was the first time you were having some big moment about past <laughs> experience in life you're like no i've but this is just on knowledge but it's kind of i feel like how now that i have become more outspoken about just being more transparent in life with myself when I talk to people, obviously there's layers of filters that you have that I'm going to, we're here. Um, you just know your audience. So there are certain things you don't communicate. But I think the more transparent I've become in talking about things, mm-hmm. other people feel an invitation to be, oh, I don't have to keep everything quiet. Kind of, not a secret, but just hush, hush, because that's not. We don't how, talk yeah, about those we things. We don't talk about those things. Right. We talk about everything in my house. Yep. And I, I do appreciate that, but I've noticed the more I am confident in communicating things, people also then are like, oh yeah, I guess things did happen in my life I brushed off or forgot about. So is that your experience or is your, when, how you were raised, everything was always open? Um, in, a, in a way, yeah. I mean, just because of yeah, we were probably more open than what you guys were used to growing up, just because we did have, you know, again, I was 11 years older than you. So your parents were raising you at the same time I was, had young siblings at home. And yeah, we just did fully different, as we know, different yeah. kind of life. Well, we were raised to everything is quiet, doesn't mm-hmm. leave the house. Right. So yeah. always curious with other family members, how that looked from the outside or how you experienced you're growing up versus the stories you hear from what we dealt with. Yeah, no, I would say it was definitely more open conversationally. What about your dad? So, like, my experience growing up was internally in the home. Mom would literally talk about anything. Mm -hmm. Whatever it was. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, all the, you know, random things. But then with Jeff, we just really couldn't talk about anything. That was, like... To bring something up was to upset him, and to upset him was to bring more wrath. So well, you would just yeah, because, avoid it. But yeah. then you weren't to share anything family-wise outside of the family. It was a very isolated experience mm-hmm. growing up. That was the difference that I see from a lot of the people I know now that they just don't understand that. What do you mean? Well, I felt like I was in prison at 14. Honestly. I mean. Well, that's a statement to make. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. No, that's I guess uh, the family did keep things very close to the chest, and I think that's where he got it from. On Jeff's side. Yeah. yeah. It was everything stays to the parents and the kids don't talk about things with the parents. And Which, the kids were raised as um you're to be seen, not heard. Oh yeah. That was yeah. Word. Yeah, we we weren't really raised like that other than when people came over. Like if people came over, we need to be gone. Like they were there yeah. to hang out, adult uh-huh. time, party, you know, no kids around. And it's very different the way we're raising our kids. Yeah. That. Like, I mean, definitely want them to be a part of the events and kind of more like. A, I don't. I, I do. And I don't. I think there for me, it's a different balance of. Titus knows, like when certain people are over or we're having like a certain event, like my dinner Saturday night, the kids are not not welcome, but it's not a dinner for them. It's not please come hang out and do yeah. all the things like go. go this pee, is go for our boys close friends and family. and we're hosting and you can come down and get some food or whatever, say hello, but it's not an invitation to come out and hang out. Adult time. Yeah. Which we don't do all the time that way. It's usually always open for them too, but I do think that it's important to have time where you can spend time with your friends and the kids know that they have an entire house they can do stuff in. And then there's times for them to come out and enjoy. Yeah, it's not go disappear forever, but it's just, hey, don't try. You don't need to come be in the mix. It's mix balance, right? It's yeah. in the middle. Because, like, yeah. we grew up in the extreme. Mm-hmm. Like, if you came home, it was a problem. But I come home when I call you, or that's another problem. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's whistle. Remember that super loud whistle? She put her fingers in her mouth, Man. and you could hear for, like, a mile. She yeah. could whistle. Ooh, she could. I don't know how to do that. No. I can't do it. No. It was amazing. Yeah. It was like a dog whistle or something. It was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can barely do a regular whistle, so <laughs> thinking about putting my fingers in my mouth. I just, it's really boring to end me. up like spitting on myself. It's not a, it's not a pretty thing. I just don't do it. <laughs> oh my god! I taught myself how to whistle by like sucking the air in. That was how I learned as a kid because I find it really hard to like blow out and whistle. Sure, but you're still not good at that, or no? Okay. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but that was me trying to whistle. Wow. Doing? No. Are you getting, it's not. Are you actually trying? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's something new every day. I just learned how to roll my R's three years ago. I don't know what you want. <laughs> I, had, I, was in, I, was in, I was with Jay. Maybe this is four years ago. And we went and had a couple drinks. And we were walking around Home Depot. And I was just being stupid and silly and, like, making weird comments. And finally, I was able to roll an R. And he was like, this whole time I've been trying to teach you and all you needed was a little tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I failed Spanish because I could my arms. to be tequila. Yeah. That's why I couldn't be bourbon. <laughs> I feel like I can't roll my arms if I'm drinking bourbon only if it's tequila. <laughs> so, that's how I learned and I've just never been able to whistle. No. Nope. Yeah. You guys can't hear it, but I'm trying. <laughs> she just keeps making fish face and not. We all have our strengths, and that's just not one of mine. Not it. I thought we discussed this before. I feel like that comes up a lot. Did we discuss this before? Yeah. That's like Did constant. I tell you this? Have I told you this yet? We talk almost every day. We do talk. Whether it's for, like, personal development, business, 
not not family so much like there's little details here here or there i mean she's been a great support when mom was sick and going through all of that but we're both business owners yeah and i really admire that in her like i will say something i think is a good idea for personal development and like a week later or a couple days i get an email or a text message hey you mentioned this let's talk about it or let's pursue it Mm -hmm. and you do some consulting right Mm -hmm. what is that yeah so um i own a real estate transaction management company so we work as like an assistant for Mm -hmm. real estate agents that don't want to have a full-time or aren't really in a position to have a full-time assistant um and then just recently you know starting a consulting business for real estate agents that need to streamline their business understand how to better manage their leads and their clients really kind of keeping their client retention mm-hmm. you know what part of the country do you do it in texas is that, is that strictly well the texas? consulting is not strictly to texas but um the transaction management is okay so yeah. the portion of it is nationwide mm-hmm. okay yep. nice yeah yeah it's good so i have a partner that um really works with the agents on their side of things and then i work with them on streamlining their back end like all the admin managing their transactions whether or not they should hire a tc or an assistant you know kind of helping them understand where they're at in their business and what their next step should be do you have to do a lot of advertising for that or is it word of mouth um it'll be it's more word of mouth at this point so not that we wouldn't do advertising but don't need to yet i like think your classes that you do you those are like educational yeah so we have a partnership with um a, one of the brokerages in texas to be the preferred tc service for them me and okay. another company were partnered for that and one of the things we do is they that broker sponsors a ce class mm-hmm. continuing education class for realtors so we teach that for free just to help agents all be better whether they need us or not we love to know that they hmm. turn their files in well and make their broker happy so oh, that's awesome and when did you start your company when you first moved there were you still no i was working for a real estate agent in the woodlands which is about 30 minutes north of houston mm-hmm. um for their team and help run their office and then i started my company six and a half years ago that's amazing i love that me too. It's- I'm so happy for both of you. And I'm so glad I'm not a business owner anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of pros and cons. I can completely understand. I mean, I structured a business, but it's it's more of a family business. It's, mm-hmm. it's better for financial longevity of the family. Uh-huh. But definitely not anything I'm active in. I, I would honestly rather just be on this podcast than in a business right now. <laughs> I love my job. I love where I work. And it's just... I need the simplicity because I went through 12 years of yeah. the opposite of that. And it was really traumatic at the end. Like there's so many pros and cons. I yeah. totally get it. I mean, I love being a business owner. I love my team. Like I have that, that sense of pride in knowing that I contribute to someone's household by providing work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that, but there's the other stresses of, you know, getting people to pay their invoices or just answering the phone to remember to give me their updated credit card information so I can process payment, um, training, keeping up with all the, you know, 
all the things we can and can't do, understanding new technology, making sure my team's well supported, covering them for vacations, getting more business, going out and talking to brokers and agents and bringing that in. So like the forever evolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like I have the pride of like having employees, but then also the stress of making sure that they actually have business. So, well, and everybody that works for me is an independent contractor, but still, that it's my job to bring them the business. So, I miss the the part where the freedom of time is different comparative to having a job. My job's set at a certain time of day where it has maximum impact to support other people, mm-hmm. and that's a set time, and then. You know, if thir- certain things need to be done during that time, it's it's a lot harder to accomplish taking care of both, right? Where if you're a business mm-hmm. owner, you just shift priorities and you just move. You just, you're like, well, that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> so very different. I, that's the part I miss the most is that that difference of freedom in, in yeah. schedule. Well, I, I mean, I will say I can come here and visit. And I still work while I'm here, so I can take it on the road with me. I do appreciate that part just because it's very, it's all virtual for me. So from a standpoint of management, business management, um, but I also don't turn it off very often. So, I mean, weekends for sure. It has a definite like Monday through Friday, eight to five feel for us just because that's when lenders are working that's when yeah like that's when all the other people that we're working with are really on so you know everybody on the team really tries to stick to that but if there's work to be done we make sure it's done we're not within the confines of eight to five sometimes it's more um i didn't ask before we started this because as most know by now we don't plan out our podcast so i want i wanted to ask you being a business owner and going through your medical stuff, mm-hmm. can we talk about that? Yeah, for sure. So you had cancer. Mm-hmm. What kind? Uh, triple negative breast cancer. So TNBC. It's um not so there were no hormone triggers for it. So it wasn't like estrogen based or anything. So how did owning your own business and going through chemo and your surgeries and stuff like that play a role in the freedom you either had to manage your medical or stressors it added? to make sure you still had business and your staff were taken care of while you were going through these things. So I think at that point I had only, I think I had two transaction coordinators working with me of five now. So um, one or two, I don't know. Those times are a little bit of a blur mm-hmm. as you, as you know, all that medicine kind of blurs the brain, but um. And it was 2020. So I was diagnosed in, they found it in February 2020. So that was literally the big, the, the beginning of vid, right? So um, I had that same time frame, which actually really, I was very blessed. Like there was definitely those God moments of just like pushing things through for me that a lot of people didn't get in that time frame for mm-hmm. their health because everything was shut down. And People, um, my cancer could only be treated with radiation, chemotherapy, surgery. Those are the only things that hit it. There's no other, like, maintenance pill you can take, whereas some of the other estrogen-driven Yeah, like cancers, myletrazole and stuff. Yeah, you can yeah. take something that basically keeps the tumor at bay until they can do surgery or do greater treatment. So anybody that had that kind of during 2020... A lot of them were put on those maintenance to just be carried through because they couldn't get any treatment, mm-hmm. have surgeries, anything else. They couldn't go in for chemo. 
And um, I just was really blessed with a great team that was pretty aggressive for being sure that my surgery was done immediately. Like they, it was really on the cusp of whether or not they thought I was going to have to just do a lot of radiation or if I was going to have to add chemo. So I was a little backwards and just getting surgery right away. At that point, the medical center I went to for my surgery, they used to do like 20 surgeries a day, every day or more. Mm -hmm. And they shut down to five. That one day a week they were doing surgeries and they would do five a day. So only one person could cycle through at a time. There was no like overlay. And they still got my surgery done within two weeks from when we, she was like getting her in, get it done. So I was blessed everything could just really get pushed forward. But from a treatment standpoint and then managing my business, I doubled my business that year from bed. Do you think that in some ways it forced you to, and because of COVID, we were at home and things were shut down, that just so much more energy went into the business? Or is it double fold that because of COVID, whether you had cancer or not, you just were going to have more time to invest or what, what do you think the factors were? Yeah. And it's interesting. Like I couldn't tell you, I think my business would have doubled anyway, but you basically like work, nap, work, nap. And my husband was really supportive through all of that. He was offshore a lot that year too. So it was nice to have, you know, family here if I really needed anything, but I just also felt pretty good compared Mm -hmm. to a lot of people, I think. Um, I was on a very specific supplement support plan, too, that kept my body kind of healthy. So I was tired a lot. I didn't really deal with nausea. I didn't have a lot of that. But I mean, I flat out worked from bed, laptop. How did you find the supplements and the plans to do things naturally along with science-based Western medicine for your treatments? Well, so I went to my naturopath and gave her like the list of all the medicines. I had my oncologist give me every medication that they were going to be putting in me. And then I went to my naturopath. And based on that, like she also did all the research and gave me things that would support my body and support my immune system, but not push any of the chemo out. She said, there are things I would do if you were only doing radiation. She said, but if you're doing chemo, we can't give you this. It'll literally push the chemo back out of your body without doing its job. So if you're going to put poison in, let it kill the things it needs to. So um, I think it was a huge help. I mean, I just, I don't think I would have done half as well if I hadn't stayed on top of that. And I juiced a lot too. I did, I drank carrot juice every single morning. I probably missed five days of like fresh carrot juice out of eight months. Wow. It just take a huge, huge difference. What benefits do carrots have again? Uh, it's a great antioxidant. It's good for your body. So help with the cancer. Okay. Yeah. For your eyes too. I think. Good for your eyes. Vitamin K. Wow. And did all your staff or the two people you had working for you that are contracted, they knew and the office knew or you kind of got things? No, they knew. And I, um, I, you know, I told my agents I was working with, if it was the agents they were working with, it didn't mm-hmm. matter, right? Because they have someone else yeah. running their business. So my people knew, um, but it didn't really matter. I mean, I still, like, it literally would set alarms. I'm like, I'm going to take a little nap and I'd set an alarm for 45 minutes to wake me up to check my emails wow. and phone. And like, if I need to take another nap, I would, or 
just to that's incredible work. I know it was pretty pretty amazing. I just take my laptop to so as you know, just depending on the chemo you take, um, the first one brutal the red devil right like the number one thing they tell you is don't freak out if you yep. think you're crying blood you're not it just turns your tears red sweat red like all the things for a couple of days so um that one's pretty intense but then the next set that i did is more intense like when you're getting the treatment and they give you benadryl beforehand so you do a benny drip to make sure you I had don't ketamine they gave me ketamine so I'll take the mini trip any day. I was in a bed. <laughs> yeah. Because the ketamine just exhausted me, but it helped yeah. a lot with my pain. No, I could, I mean, whatever it is that works, right? So <laughs> I just knew I could probably, the Benny drip would then make me want to take a nap probably like 30 minutes into my actual chemo treatment. So I'd sit there and just work away, send all the emails, you know, and you have to ice your hands and feet to keep your nerves from dying. And so you're wrapped up in a blanket and then all of that on top of it. Yeah. You eventually just take a nap. So I just kind of knew my timing. Brian, you owned a business when I was going through treatment. So you had the freedom to be able to come and see me, which that was really nice. Because if you were working a different position, you wouldn't have been able to. Well, that leads me to my question that I really want to um, answer for our listeners is anybody looking to get into business or they have a job now or in business, mm -hmm. what advice do we have for them to start one? Because businesses are a lot more difficult to start now than they were 10 years ago. There is some, a lot more nuances, I'd say, depending in the town that you live in and the type of business you have. Mm -hmm. So if you're mainly online, that's different if you're doing a storefront or anything with food products obviously that that's like a whole new world i'm learning with coffee but i think anything but if someone's on the fence like if they're oh, thinking about it, i just say do it that i just always i always say just do it <laughs> start your llc at least make sure the names are available whatever it is that you're passionate about mm -hmm. it's not going to damage you in any way to just begin the process and have the names locked down and we've gone through that where we're, you know, possibly looking at doing something and we're like, all right, let's make sure these domain names are available. This Instagram or Facebook name is available. Handles, yeah. You can figure out the rest as you go. And it, it can be really overwhelming, but there's so many different avenues of support you can have now. And I'm kind of going through that with this possible next step in a business venture. Mm -hmm. And I talked to Melissa a lot about it. I'm like, well, you know, here's the pros, here's the cons, here's all the things that could go wrong. And, and she basically is like, okay, even if all those things went wrong, is it going to make you go backwards? No. Okay. Then why aren't you, you know, saying yes, basically. Right. Mm -hmm. I think you just need to do it. Just do it. I think, um, I think it's so dependent too on what kind of business you mm -hmm. want because we know like online versus brick and mortar is a totally different thing. But if you think you want to get into business, the bigger thing is, do you know what business you want to get into? So if it's, Hey, I just want to be my own boss and do this. Is it based on an expertise you have? So, I mean, I've been in real estate for 25 years. Um, working for other people and helping run their office, their team. And so it was logical for me to step into doing this and just having that service, but my own company for more people. So, and, and it's all virtual. So there's just, I have 
you know, lower overhead. It just really depends on what you want to do. I still say jump out and do it, but you kind of need to know, you know, what are the different, if you have something you love making, are you looking at all the places you could sell it online? Don't, you know, sometimes you want to go do a market or a craft fair, but are you looking at Etsy? Are you looking at some of the other places you could jump in and and sell things? And the fees sometimes for some of these places are astronomical, Mm -hmm. but it can be done. And I think when I look back at some of the businesses I had started before, it is, and with a lot of the mastermind classes and stuff that we both listen to, a huge portion of people stop just before the success. And and you just don't know when that next step is coming or when the next win is coming. So it's hard when you feel like you can't see past the little bit of chaos and it can feel chaotic, but that's where like structuring your time and your days and like time blocking is so important. Like this much time for social media, this much time for calls, and there has to be a little bit of grace and wiggle room in there. But you have to not be afraid to ask questions and reach out to people. Like pride is something that just can't exist when you are newly running a business because otherwise you're going to run yourself into the ground trying to do research when you could have just picked up the phone or walked yourself into a business and asked questions. And I can't tell you how many times I've done that where I'm interested in something and I'll just ask to talk to the owner like, hey, can I get you a cup of coffee? Can I ask you a few questions? And nine times out of 10, people are so happy to share what they know. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point because well, I think it's we hold ourselves back with the fear that if I want to open a business that might be competing with them, that they will shut it down and aren't willing to share And that's usually not the case. I have people that call and ask me about owning a transaction management company, and I'm happy to share with them. There's enough business to go around understanding that true wealth of, you know, it's like the scarcity mindset versus, you know, just knowing that there's enough, more than enough for all of us. The abundance. Out there. Yeah. I mean, to just, most people will actually, especially business owners will come from a state of abundance because you have to have. Yeah that mindset. So ask the questions. And we all have every so much information at our fingertips now. I grew up in the era of, you know, encyclopedias and I love encyclopedias. I do. Encyclopedia. I miss them. <laughs> they came out every year. You got the new volume. New, I know. So that we used to have to work a lot harder to get the information. Yeah, the, li- yeah, the library searches where yes. you have to go through the Dewey Decimal System. Right? I mean, we're talking saying all these things that anybody under 30 that might hear this. Dewey Decimal. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Microfiche? What's that? <laughs> I mean, I took a co- computer typing class that had like the big floppy disk and it couldn't store anything in the computer. And that was... No hard drives, yeah. No hard drives. That was just so... Yeah, you have so much more information. You have to be careful about misinformation also, but so much information at your fingertips now to go Some people who want to start a business feel like they have to somehow know it all to start it to be successful. And that's simply not true. You're touching on the fact that the information's all there. Mm -hmm. And And you don't have to learn it all in a day. You can take the time to go through this journey of 10, 12, 15 years where you're going to find something you really find joy in Mm -hmm. and the money will come because of your joy Mm -hmm. and the fact you're never going to quit 
versus, I mean, my experience in business was every time something got really, really hard, I knew something good was about to happen. Yes. And it always did. And it always got harder right before. And then after my it, life it just right now. goes, it's amazing. My business life. You just I, was, said it. I was just going to say, I feel like if you own a small business or own a business, if you don't feel like you're close to failure at any point, like at least once a year, it's probably not. Mm-hmm. going well because it is that like i'm at the breaking point or this makes me super nervous it's stretching yeah. is what you know like you said something big is just about to happen because you're in that really painful kind of growth and change it's change almost like you have to frame. push harder mm-hmm. be smarter and do more even through like whatever you're looking at in your life that's what you perceive as your reality, even though it may not be, that's how you're experiencing it. And it could be perceived at the time as, oh my gosh, freak out time. And then right after, could be a week, could be a month. It's just, it's in the season. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, boom, the blessing hits. Mm-hmm. All these things start to come your direction. Everything seems to flow the right way. Like yep. it doesn't happen overnight. It's that consistency. Well, it is, I would say it is getting harder with different laws or financial rules with the government to maintain certain small businesses depending on what your niche is and sometimes that can scare people away because they're not sure what is the new things that have come out how to navigate but more and more people are wanting to support local they're willing to spend a little bit more money to say i supported somebody in my local town or i supported this small business online because they, everybody knows somebody who owns a small company or a local company and what it would, what it means to that person when people purchase from them. So you want to be able to give to that space, even if it's not someone you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if people can get past that initial fear of, I don't know if I can do this or if I can afford this and just keep working their way up, you don't have to start at, I'm going to quit my job and do this now. Some people do and it works great for them. And, and some people start doing it part-time until it builds into something bigger Mm -hmm. and better for them. Mm -hmm. And so that's, again, like Melissa said, it kind of just depends on what your business is and what you're doing. But I mean, it's always growing. I constantly, the last few weeks have just been anxious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, am I losing my mind or is this growth or am I failing or is it all of it? And well, would you agree that? the at the tough times sometimes it really comes down to like your close group like who Mm -hmm. you keep in their circle to help build you up in those times yeah that a key part of that success then it is and letting yourself like i said be vulnerable there is oversharing to too many people because then you have too many voices in your head who either aren't educated in the area that you're growing and speak to all the negatives that could be a what if or you could have somebody who's never owned a business and is your biggest cheerleader and is like hey i don't know what the hell you're doing because i i don't know what it's like to own a business but i believe in you and i support the hell out of you and then you have ones who are business owners in your circle and like melissa's one of the people i talk to almost every single day i just want to run this by you what do you think and she'll say well this was my experience when i did this but it may work for you and if you're feeling strongly that that's what you should do then don't listen to any outside voices and just do it and i think that's important too but you really are the sum of the five people i would say my 
circle is probably the closest is three people for business stuff and personal development. But if you don't maintain those relationships and give to them, you're just draining people of what they can offer because they're not being poured into as well. So it's really needs to be reciprocal. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, let me just clarify too, that I ask you a lot of questions too. I just want to say, Ashley and I bounce things off each other all the time. I don't want it to sound like, oh, she calls me for all this great, like, Oracle of knowledge. (laughs) And then I just know all the things. No, we, we really rely on each other to bounce ideas off of being both having small businesses. Much like that steel sharpened steel. Yes. Build on each other. It's, it's funny. I was going to say, there's a couple things. Ultimately, with small business, you can't be afraid to get out there. You have to be consistent. Literally, your business will grow if you're consistent. When you are inconsistent, you will have a lot of ebb and flow. And we all hit that point where we're inconsistent with things or we just kind of stay with the status quo. But if you want growth, consistency is always key. And then it is who you surround yourself with. And partly who you let feed into your business and be part of your core, core group that's giving you advice or supporting you but also who you surround yourself with in general. If you have people that you just hang on to that are very negative and feed that into your life, you need to cut that time back. Yep. You know, you are you are who you surround yourself with. And it's not about having an attitude like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to be around those people, but it's protecting yourself and your your heart and knowing, yeah. knowing you're going for personal growth. Because if you're not personally growing, you can't, You won't, I guess you could not have personal growth and still have a very successful business, but I feel like you'd be like something. Yeah, your, your life definitely would. And you're always going to have people who have an opinion. I I have people all the time tell me, well, you should do this with your coffee bags and you should do that. I'm like, I would love that for you. If you wanted to open your own coffee business, I'll support that for you. Well, that's just it. Like you can get trapped into asking questions of people until you hear what you want to hear. And that's something I would caution against. Like, don't just run around until you hear what you wanted to hear. Because that's not, is that truly listening? Not, not necessarily. That's... No, you just want your own thought affirmed. Yeah. So that won't help your business grow. Like... I say that to Melissa. Well, that's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, well, I'm not sure why you called me about this then. <laughs> like, like, I know when I call her, she's going to say what I need to hear. And... That's good. Even if I'm like, well, I just, I just want to hear this. And she's like, well, then you have to call someone else. There's accountability in that. And also giving people permissions. I think that is for me, the biggest thing I'm, I will refrain often when it comes to business or certain personal relationships from sharing how I might be feeling about something, unless somebody has offered me the permission to say, Hey, if I speak into this situation or in this instance i want your honest feedback sometimes people are just venting so then for your own energy too you can say are you just sharing this with me to share it do you want me to give you feedback because then you know the type of energy you can be putting out and if it's it to you water off my back ducks back or am i actually going to be helpful here investing in this what I have to say. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that makes it easier too. So just now I can, when I communicate with people, whether it's about my personal development or business, I'll say, I would like your feedback in this area. Or I would like, if you've had any of these experiences to share with me what it is you went through so I can glean from that, or we can discuss maybe what are different avenues I can approach. And that's, I think what 
it still goes back to like not having too much pride to be able to ask those those questions. They're not even hard questions. It's just hard for people to do. So I just say go for it. Reach for the stars and the fucking moon. Just build it. Get it all. Get go your for empire. It. Yep. That's I agree. Show. You do you, boo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well. Get it. I don't know where we're at time-wise here, but I think we're we're yeah. getting our, our near cutoff. Well, I just want to thank you for jumping on our podcast. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I feel like this was a very gentle one compared to how it could have gone. <laughs> Good thing I drank too have, much water. You had plans a couple days ago and drank too much water. Guys. <laughs> if, I, if we did this yesterday, but I would be on the ground. Don't overhydrate. That's, that's, that's more advice. Yeah, don't overhydrate. Don't you dare drink too much water called bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to end on, what is your positive note of the week? Oh, a positive note of the week. Don't mind Melissa's phone keeps beeping. Sorry. Go it's literally on. Jump in a lake. Oh, that means like jump off a cliff. No, a lake. Oh, I was going to say go it's jump a cool off. lake. It's telling someone to go away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even think that's a Wisconsin thing. I think that Brian just made that up. Well, I, you know, we all know. Let's go ahead and I'll end it with my, the two different ways that bless your heart, you know. We all know that sound. Yeah. It could be genuine. So if you're telling a really heart, yeah, it's you bless know, your heart. Bless your heart. Oh, bless your heart. Like that's really hard. Or like, bless your heart. Mm-hmm. If I say bless your heart, that's really kind of the. You're gonna yeah fuck off now. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. I did not need you. Mine is any input in my life. Mine is aren't you just a peach? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. What that yeah. means is you're a cactus, and you're a little prickly. And with that, we'll. Send up. <laughs> so jump in a lake. Bless your heart and aren't you just a peach? Let us know if you guys use any of those or if you have something else because I always want to know what they are. Holy yeah, so that if you say it to us, we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. Happy week. Happy week. Bye, y'all. Hope you enjoyed the ride. Glad we didn't crash. If you have any feedback or ideas for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you on our social media. Please leave us a review on Spotify or wherever you podcast.